Well, hi there and welcome. Jerry and Debbie here, take two on EWTN. We plan to do a little bit of the talking. We hope that you will do most of it on our program today. It is your show, take two with Jerry and Debbie and you. Uh, the show team for today is our call screener, Matt Gabensky, producers Ace McKay and Michael McCall is on social media. And you are right there where you are. It's a perfect spot for you to take part in today's program. Right, Debbie? I agree. So here's the question we're asking, who in your family or circle of friends, because friends for me, they are family. So who in your family or friends is a walking, talking miracle? They shouldn't be here, but they are. They're a walking, talking miracle. Everybody knows somebody and has somebody close to them that we can actually say, this, this person is a miracle. They really shouldn't be here. Um, and they are, and it's pretty incredible. And we want to honor God, praise God. We want to really celebrate life, and that's important. So who in your family or friend circle is a walking, talking miracle? Here's the number. Let's go. Oh, phone lines are lighting up. 833-288-3986. I don't know why I'm so happy the day before my birthday. Hmm. Well, happy birthday tomorrow, and we'll mention Thank it again you. tomorrow. And Thank we're you. mentioning it every day this month, aren't we? It's your birthday month. Well, we were supposed to mention it every day this month, but you missed a day. Hmm. Uh, sorry about that. Okay. Did you get the, the several gifts that I sent, overnighted no. them to you? They I, haven't arrived yet? No. And should oh. I wait for them? Hmm. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Happy oh. birthday, Debbie, tomorrow. Thank you. Um, okay. Are, are you a walking, talking miracle? I, I kind of am. I could share a little bit of a story. I would love to hear your story. Um, well, my mother, Dorothy, God rest her soul, she was unable to conceive children for many, many years. And she gave up a lot of things, sacrificed, uh, made a lot of sacrifices in life, started praying to St. Gerard, of course. And she had my sister first. So really, she considers my sister Mary her miracle baby because my mom was not able to have kids. So I guess all the rest of us could sort of be uh, secondarily miracle babies because we came along after that. I was number two in line and got the name Gerard. So... That's uh, kind of my story of a walking, talking miracle. What about you, Take-Two family? Do you know someone who was in a uh, maybe a very serious uh, medical place, maybe almost lost their life, maybe shouldn't be here? Um, story similar to my mom's, couldn't have kids, and, and then you later did. Any sort of a, kind of a, a, you know, a, a experience that you know of with yourself or somebody else that really maybe shouldn't have happened when you think mm -hmm. about it? 833 288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. We really would like you to share the details of the story f for many reasons, because it is important that we build confidence in God. We have a world that's telling us God doesn't exist. Put God on the shelf. You know, it's, God's not going to be there for you. That's what the world is lying to us. They're, they're the world is absolutely lying to us. We have to speak the truth. God is in the miracle business, and there are a lot of walking, talking miracles that are alive with us today, and they can share their story, or you can share their story. Please call in, 833-288-3986. Well, if you're a regular listener to the program, thank you for that, first of all, and you know how impactful these conversations can be on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And the reason that is so is because of you sharing your own lived experiences. That's what makes this show 
we believe what it is. It's, it's, it's evolved from day one over almost eight and a half years now. And we just love having these conversations because we marvel. We can marvel at our God. We, we come to grow closer to him. We love him more deeply. And we just come to trust God and expect big things from him when we talk about topics like today. So if you or someone you know is, quote unquote, a walking, talking miracle, maybe shouldn't be here, or something similar like that happened in your life, 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. So I have a story about my son Matthew, my second son. Um, Matthew was conceived uh, a year, pretty much to the day after I had treatment um, for cancer the first time, thyroid cancer. Um, my doctors said, "Do not, whatever you do, do not try." And you know, we said, "Well, we're open to life. We're Catholic." My doctor was Jewish. And uh, he said, do whatever you do, do not get pregnant um, mm. uh, because of the, all the treatment you have had. The baby would, you know, it would really, the baby would, wouldn't, probably wouldn't make it or would suffer greatly or be um, po- possibly compromised. And about a year to the day after treatment, we found out I was pregnant. And um, he said to me, he's, I remember how flippant he was. I can remember it to this day. He said, oh, don't worry, Debbie, we can just abort. Mm. And I said, no, doctor, no, we're not doing that. This baby uh, is coming for a reason, and um, I'm going to trust. And I had, thank goodness, my mom kept saying to me, just trust, just trust in God, just trust in God. If, you know, if, if it's meant to be, this baby will be born, just trust in God. And Matthew, that's why we named him Matthew, means a gift of God. He was born um, a little bit early, but he made it, and he hung, he hung in there, and uh, he's amazing. He's now... Um, Wow, twenty six years old. Twenty. He's he's old. <laughs> he's and he's married with children, and um and I believe he's he's a walking, talking miracle. And and I truly believe it was the trust of my mother who kept saying continuously, just trust in God. And it's a tough it's a tough thing when you're pregnant and you don't know what's going on inside of you and you don't know what's going to happen to this baby. It's it's a it's a really quick lesson in how to trust very fast. It so, sure is. Wow. I, I, yeah. You hadn't told that story before. Yeah. That's it. why I named him Matthew. Yeah. That's why I love That's the beautiful. name. <laughs> That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those are a couple of walking, talking miracle stories from me and Debbie. And it looks like you, the Take-Two family, have a lot of your own stories to share because phone lines have gotten very, very busy. Um, Matt Kabinsky is screening calls feverishly right now. We're going to take a pause in about a minute and then get to your phone calls. Other ways you can share your walking, talking miracle stories today instead of by phone, which is 833 Two eight eight three nine eight six. You can go to email take two at ewtn.com, and that works with either the word spelled out T W O or the number two take two at ewtn.com. Many people watching get that chat going there on Facebook and YouTube. Hi to you folks there, and uh, also you can always post anything you want, even prayer requests twenty four seven at the show website, which is take two show.com. So. We are underway here on a Wednesday midweek broadcast of Take Two on EWTN. Rosemarie is going to be first. We've got David in Dallas and other calls being screened right now talking about your walking, talking miracle story. Make it a great program. You always do. We know it's going to be one today. 833-288-3986.
Oh, I love that jazzy music coming in from the break. That is awesome. We're talking about walking, talking miracles today. Jerry made me cry the day before my birthday talking about birthing stories. And it's so true as, as parents, you know, I'm sure we can all talk about when our children or grandchildren were born. I mean, it's, it just is very, it, it gets you moved uh, with emotion you know, it, the miracle of life. And then I, I think about, I, I know I'm, I know I'm digressing, Jerry, but I think about what happened in Ohio yesterday with the vote. And uh, it just makes me so sad. You know, it makes me sad that we're not, we're not standing up together, protecting the unborn. We're letting, we're letting the world dictate what it means to be Christian. It's not right. So I just hope with conversations like this one we're going to have today, maybe we can start it changing a little bit. So before we get to the phones, this is um, the month of all souls. This is the last day for you to get that plenary indulgence um, for visiting a cemetery and, and meeting the requirements of going to mass, receiving communion and praying for the, uh, the poor souls in pur- purgatory. Great devotion, folks. We really need to pray for the souls in purgatory. November is the month of all souls. We pray for the souls of all the faithful departed in purgatory. Tradition says, though the dead in purgatory can pray for us, they cannot pray for themselves, and they are very much in need of our prayers. Throughout the month of November and throughout our lives, we owe the deceased our prayers. Join in this devotion to all souls with books for children and adults, a crucifix, prayer cards, and DVDs. All of this is available at EWTNRC.com. Okay. We're going to start with Rosemary as promised in Parkston, South Dakota, tuned in today on Real Presence Radio. Rosemary, thanks for being early and calling in. You're up first. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Happy birthday, Debbie. Thank you. For tomorrow. Thank you so much. It's working, Debbie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Thank you. God bless you. This this miracle happened about nine years ago. My nephew is nine years old, and it was opening week of Corn Palace. It's like a festival they have for a week. And this is opening day, and Linda, um, Drake's fraternal grandmother, he and Linda were walking back to where their car was parked. And this area in Mitchell... It's very congested with parked cars on the street, and you might as well be driving blind when you drove around that area. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they were in the crosswalk, and the elderly woman hit them, and Drake flew underneath the car. I mean, she ran over Drake, and Linda flew over the hood. And Drake got up, and there was a doctor in the coffee shop right across the street. The doctor came out, and he said, Drake, don't get up. And Linda, they had they had um, yellow chalk tape around where Linda flew, where they were taken to Sioux Falls, which is the largest city in South Dakota. And Linda had to go to a specialty hospital because she wasn't expected to live. And Drake, when he was born, he had hydrocephalus because he had to, have a, had to have a stent put in his head to drain the water, the fluid. Anyway, <laughs> um, then Linda had to go to rehab in Iowa. But they both survived, thank God. Mm-hmm. That's truly a miracle. And then I went to the city council meeting, and the retired police chief is no longer the police chief. I told him, you know, you have to put stop signs there. Because there was no, I think there might have been, I'm not sure if there's any stop signs there at that time. And he says, well, it, it, there has to be at least six accidents. But now they have a stop sign every corner, and there was blinking light. 
that um, that they really are walking, talking miracles. Mm-hmm. Wow. It does sound like it, Rosemarie. And what do we say always? You know, it's, it's, it's tragic that it takes something like this, you know, to get, like you said, the stop signs and the, the flashing signals and all of that. But we are just so very, very grateful to hear what you shared with us about mm-hmm. them. And I know you mentioned their names a couple times. Drake was one, and I think it was Linda the other name. We just want to add them to our prayer book to make sure that the prayers continue yeah, for their, them. Their, their names are Drake and Linda Earl. Okay, Drake and Linda mm-hmm. Earl. All right. Do you know what's interesting about these walking, talking miracles that really shouldn't be here, but they are? I just believe so much that God, he needs the plan to continue. He wants the plan to continue. Everybody plays a part in the in uh, divine providence and the plan of God. It's And that's why every single soul, born, unborn, it's so important that they make it and have an opportunity to work out and work with the plan. And and I just, there's such a meaning and purpose in every single life. And I, I as I was hearing you speak, Rosemary, and then you were getting filled with emotion, I'm thinking, if we can just stay in that place where we value life uh, that much, then maybe we would have a better world. I think we're, we're just in such a throwaway society that we just disregard, we move on, we go to the next iPhone version. I mean, it really is pathetic the way we are addicted to these things that to stay up, you know, with the times. But if we could stay in the place where we're talking about right now, I, I think it would be better for all of us to understand our own purpose in life. What do you think, Rosemary? I'm going pretty deep here. It's the day before my birthday, yeah, yeah. so go with me. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, and, and Drake's mother, Mallory, said at the time, there's a reason or a purpose that yeah. that, that happened. <clears throat> but exactly. I'm, I'm also a miracle, because I was born premature. I only weighed 3 pounds, 11 ounces, and I think I almost died when I was three weeks old, but mm-hmm. I um, but I survived. Oh, <laughs> but you know, you know, Debbie, you know, Debbie mm-hmm. sometimes I've, I've told this to my sister. Sometimes I wish I had died because I would be with Jesus. You know, that's like, you know, you, if you're born premature— you go straight to heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because at times I've had a difficult life, but sure. it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you, ha- you had to be here, Rose- yeah. M- Rosemary. Right. You had to. There was a reason. And there, we'll know. See, I think we're going to see the master puzzle, the tapestry of it, when we, when we all get to the beatific vision, God willing. And it's going to be beautiful. We're going to go, wow, that was Rosemary's piece and that was Jerry's piece and that was Debbie's piece and that was and we go on and on and on and it all comes together and I I that's if we can maintain that vision if we can maintain that bigger view I personally think we'd have a better world I think the the world we live in right now is very difficult and it's not fun at, at times but if we can keep that bigger vision it makes sense right you just, amen yeah yeah amen amen truly amen well, Rosemary, like you said, you, you would have gone to heaven to be with Jesus, but now you get to take a lot more people with you, and that's uh, definitely part of the plan that God had for you. So thank you. You're a sweet soul. Thanks for leading us off today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Walking, talking miracles. Are you one or do you know one? David does. David's in Dallas listening on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, David. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. So happy you called. Good. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm about to share my story of my friend 15 years ago. Um, she got pregnant and she got abused by her boyfriend and had the baby premature uh, named Daniel. 
and he was born real sick. He was born blind, and also he wouldn't um, wasn't going to grow normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he had to get injections daily just to stay alive. And around about maybe like around six months, uh, she called me crying that uh, he was in the life support, and the doctor said that there was no hope for him at all, at all. That she was he was trying to convince her to um, unplug him because he was only suffering. So I went to go see him, and, and uh, I told her not to do it, to have faith in God. And I gave her a prayer card of um, uh, the Virgin Mary of Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. And I told her I was going to go home and pray pray for him, because when I was younger and I was about to commit suicide, one of my statues started shining light, a lot, a lot, a lot of light, with glitter around her. And that's what made me become very spiritual to this day. And uh, thanks to her, I'm, I'm alive today also. So... Ever since then, I pray a lot, so I told her not to do it. So I went home, and I prayed, and I prayed to all my saints, to St. Therese and everybody. And I said, Lord, I believe in you. I trust in you. Can I please uh, have a miracle for Daniel not to die in uh, oil or anything? And I prayed, and then I went to bed. And the next morning, my neighbor calls me and wakes me up and says, David, David, wake up. When I woke up, my room is smelling like roses. And it was beautiful, beautiful smell, like so strong, and it was coming from my little, from my altar, but I had nothing uh, of uh, scented uh, lit, lit. So I was like lost, like what's going on? So then I went next door, and she had a prayer card of St. Benedict with a little metal on the bottom corner. And at that time, he wasn't as popular as he is today, and I didn't know who he was. I always admired that, that card. So when she opened her door, the metal that was on the card uh, was on the floor. The bottom part of the lamination opened. Mm. So um, she goes, look, look at the card. And the card was split open from the bottom. She goes, touch it. And I touched it, and there was leaking oil. And I just started crying because I had prayed for oil the night before. Mm. So I called Stacy and told her. She was like, no, you know, that's not true. I said, no, it is true. So I went across the street, got to the dollar store, and I got some comp balls with some little um, baby Ziploc bags, like jewelry bags, and I got three bags of oil, and I went to a hospital. And I couldn't send any more, but I gave her the, the, the cotton ball with, uh, with oil. And um, to this day, thanks to that oil, he's alive, and, and he's grown, and he's, he can see 50, uh, like 50%. She didn't put it on his eyeballs, um, but at least he's alive, and he's... Uh, just a walking miracle, mm-hmm. and ever, ever ever since then, I can to today I can literally write a book about so many miracles that I wouldn't mm-hmm. like that that incredible. Mm-hmm. And one day I will write a book, but mm-hmm. that's one of my stories that I would like to share with y'all today. Beautiful. Wow, David, I'm I'm holding back all the tears and the emotion, but I have to tell you a couple things. I'm just going to speak from my heart because it is a day before my birthday, so I feel like I'm able to do that. David, do you realize how close you are to the saints, how you have made friends with them, how close you are to the Blessed Mother, your mother, your spiritual mother? Thank goodness. Thank goodness you you did not end your life. Thank goodness you are here today with us. I pray you write that book sooner than later, because time is moving very quickly. And David, that is amazing. Your story is incredible. And Daniel's here for a reason. 
he he fought hard. Uh, praise be to God. The good Lord um, provided answers to you right away. I hope that that uh, your friend, your coworker, your friend, and her son Daniel continue their deep relationship with God. There's a reason. All of you played a perfect part. You said yes. You did it beautifully. And I just I just want to encourage you to write that book, David. I sure will. Thank you so much for everything y'all do. Well, thanks, David. You have moved a lot of hearts, uh, probably a lot of people to uh, near tears like Debbie was there. So thank you for that beautiful testimony. 833-288-3986. Do you know someone who's a walking, talking miracle? Maybe that's you. Um, we're going to go stay in Texas, actually, to Flower Mound we go. Marie, also listening on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome, Marie. Thank you very much, and happy birthday, Debbie, tomorrow. Thank you, Marie. My son, Frank, is a miracle, a miracle um, and tremendous blessings from God. Um, Before he was born, um, it was a high-risk pregnancy. I had taken some medication, and the doctors told me that he probably would be deformed maybe in some way, but he wasn't. His APGAR was a 9 at 9.10, and he weighed um, 8 pounds, 12 ounces, and was such a blessing to our family. When he was 16, he was diagnosed with a, a extremely rare form of cancer and given a, a 1% chance of survival. His, uh, he had a four-cord amputee, his shoulder and his arm, and... Uh, as a mom, you wonder, is he going to marry? Is he going to meet his forever? And he did. And uh, five years after he was diagnosed with with uh, angiosarcoma, he had cancer again. And God willing, he survived. And today he's um, a healthy 35-year-old man, a wonderful husband and dad to two daughters. And we are so blessed, um, so, so blessed. And he's He's my walking miracle. Mm-hmm. He sure is. Wow, Marie, that is absolutely, I'm, the word that comes to mind is amazing. He is, an, Frank is an amazing individual. Um, it, he's, I'm sure he's got a beautiful, lovely, supportive wife, and you mentioned the children, and that is just uh, what an amazing story. God allows a lot of people to have many, many things like that thrown at them, and he, he knows what people can take and what, what they can't. And your son, Frank, has been not only uh, had the opportunity to work his way through these things, but I'm sure he has offered all of that for a lot of people. And so it, it, what he's been through has benefited a lot of other people as well. I'm sure there have been some very, you know, uh, tenuous, scary moments along the way. But wow, Debbie, it sounds mm-hmm. like Frank is quite an amazing human being. Uh, yeah, but I think he's also amazing because of you, Marie, um, and your faith, and and uh, that's important. And I, so I'm sure there's a, a deep thread of faith running through your whole family, right? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you have to. It's we're all connected, and I and I love your story. I has Frank ever thought about putting his story down as as something that you know that we could all read? Um, he actually, um, no, I've tried to, um, inspire him. He actually, um, is in the teaching profession. He's a coach yeah. and, uh, I know he touches kiddos every day. Um, right. maybe one, maybe one day he'll have that calling. Um, yeah. but he, he has such an amazing, amazing spirit, um, 
you know, if you don't succeed at first, you just keep trying and keep going. You can go 10 steps back, but you can go 20 steps forward. Um, and he's just a, an awesome young man. <laughs> well, you're blessed, and, and he's blessed to have you, um, and you're amazing. Thank you, Marie, so very, very much. You hear the music. We're going to hit the pause button when we come back. More of your calls about walking talking miracles in your family or your friend circle we'll get to uh bj and Lori and tim and and cara and jennifer wow so many of you have stories to share today on take two with jerry and debbie Just profound stories you're sharing, and we knew it would happen. It happens all the time on this show because of you, the Take-Two family. You share your lived experiences, and we're asking you if you or someone you know is a walking, talking miracle. Great calls and stories so far. We're going to continue along with Kara, who is in New Hampshire, listening today on the iCatholic Radio app. Kara, thanks for waiting through the break there. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Happy birthday, Debbie. Thank you. So right I'm ahead. calling because... My- my mom uh, is a walking, talking miracle. She suffered a massive traumatic brain injury in September of 2017. Um, she fell in my driveway and landed face down. She shattered her skull, completely shattered it. She, her brain was full of blood. And the best way to describe it is she kind of like pureed her brain. It was all mush. Um, she, she, was bleeding. she was bleeding to death um, when I found her. And um, she broke the bones in her in her ear that we've been told are impossible to break. She has a she had a puncture wound at the back of her skull that nobody can explain. So uh, we don't know where that came from at the time of the injury. Um, but we got her to the hospital. She was put on life support for a week, and while under life support, she pulled out all the lines that the doctors had connected her to, like a feeding tube and something called an A-line, which was an IV in her neck. Um, and yet she pulled them all out, not causing any complications, no infections from it. As she got off of life support, she somehow, in her confusion, managed to pull out all the staples that held her skull together. Mm. Um, and nobody can figure it out because she, was, um, she only did it when nobody was in the room. Um, and it was confusion, but... She somehow she managed. Um, she, we were told that she wasn't going to live. Uh, we were told that she was going to have um, very heavy brain surgery at any moment. She never needed surgery. Um, she had she had at least a year of intensive uh, physical and occupational speech therapy. So she walks. She talks. She functions. She she can dress herself. She has very um, she has a lot of difficulties every in her everyday life as a result of the injury. Um, her brain is not the same naturally, but um, God, God kept her alive. God, God was not ready for her, and as a result, she's um, she lives with my husband and I, and we do foster care. And so she has lived to see many foster children in my house, and we adopted a, one of those children. So she is a very proud grandmother, and she is my walking miracle. We had we had armies of people around the world praying for her, um, and it was incredible. And I think when my dad passed the year before, I think God took him home to um, to help my mom 
and to help us get through my mom's trauma. Mm. I think God, I think my dad was up there interceding for us uh, wow. with with Jesus, with Christ. Very possible. So by all medical accounts, my mom shouldn't be alive, and she rewrote uh, medical textbooks. The doctors could not and cannot, will not ever be able to explain so much of her injury and why she's still alive. But, I have to ask, ask um, a question. Is she, yeah. is she a woman of faith? Oh, yes. Yes, very, very deep mm-hmm. Catholic. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, clo- as well as she, my husband and I. Okay, is she close to the Blessed Mother? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, can, can you give us your mom and dad's first name? Do you feel comfortable? My mom is, yes, my mom is Mary Jo, the capital J-O. And well, my dad who passed... Pardon? There you go. Oh, there you go, Mary yeah. Jo. I yeah. mean, uh, yep. okay. All right. So, okay. And then, then your dad? My dad is Russell, Russell, who passed the year before she had her injury. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So your mom's name is Mary Jo. Wow. And she's yeah. close to yep. the Blessed Mother. She's close. She's she's very tight with God, and she's a walking, talking miracle. I say yes to that. She is. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's nearly died on me several times. Hmm. Since then, because um, she she's very frail, um, she struggles a lot, so she does not have much strength, and as well as she gets very sick very easily. So she's she has nearly died several times after, and she's fallen several times since. Um, but God just God's not ready for her. She's got more work to do on her. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I'm sure you can I add one more thing? Yeah, I'm go, sorry. Go right I just yeah, had sure. an inspiration. I'm so sorry. It's the day before my birthday, so I can do this, Kara. Okay. I have to milk this for all it's worth on once one time a year for my birthday month. But Kara, um have you thought about asking your mom to pray for certain intentions? Do you I mean Okay, just just hear me out on this. Your mom right now, in my humble opinion, is super close to God, like super, 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 super close to God. The veil is very thin for your mom. So have you thought about asking your mom to pray for certain things or take on certain things in prayer? I have, especially doing, through doing foster care. Um, okay, I she thought so. Has, okay. She has seen, me, seen us go through really big struggles. So yes, she does pray for certain intentions. Okay, perfect. If you, I know, well, I know you're with her because she's she lives with you. But if you could just ask her, uh, even if she doesn't understand the the how big this is, if you could just ask her to pray for the Take Two family intentions, we would really appreciate it. She's Absolutely. so close to God right now. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And at the time that she fell, I, I, um, we had we had the bishops and the local priests and deacons all at her bedside. Mm-hmm. Um, that prayed for her, um, and that are not far. Their their um, diocesan office is not far from where she was in the hospital. So they flocked to her side, and the word spread. I had people across the across the world praying for, her, as well as locally. Um, so we received immense support um, and prayers. So my mom is alive because of the prayers, because yeah. of the miracles. The the miracles that God works. Um, it's prayer, definitely. Yeah, 
God is still in the miracle business. Yeah, this is a, what a beautiful story. And Kara, as you were sharing, you know, about your mother pulling the staples out and the lines out and all of that, and it, it didn't have the adverse, you know, effects that it should have had. It almost sounds like divine intervention at those points, like, a, you know, a guardian angel or, a, you know, some sort of, you know, divinely appointed uh, messenger, maybe uh, either doing that or, you know, encouraging her to do that because it's, it's God has had his hand all over this, like you were saying. So... Um, thank you, Kara, for uh, for all of you, what you shared on the program today and for having your mom pray for the Take-Two family. I'm sure, Debbie, all mm-hmm. those who are listening right now will be happy to take those prayers. I know I will. Oh, yes, me too. I need those prayers. Yeah. Thanks for letting me have fun the day before my birthday. I'm going to have fun tomorrow, too, on my birthday, just letting you know in okay. advance. We'll be ready. <laughs> Okay, walking, talking miracles today. That's what we're talking about on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. You still have time to get in on this amazing broadcast, 833-288-3986. Doesn't it make you just want to put your hands up to the heavens and say, thank you, God, you are so amazing. You're in the miracle business. Yeah, it does. It really does. Mm -hmm. All right, Jennifer has been holding very patiently in Branson, Missouri, listening on Roku today. Hello, Jennifer. Thanks for waiting. Welcome. Yes, um, uh, my son Titus is the walking, talking miracle in my family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us about Titus. So, whenever, um, please forgive me. I will likely get very emotional because it, it still, sure. it still gets me very emotional to talk about. But mm-hmm. um, whenever I was sixteen weeks pregnant, my water broke. And as you can imagine, that's like a death sentence because the baby's not considered viable at 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had um, I had my regular doctor and a specialist and then an ER doctor. Um, one of them actually come out and said that I I that a lot of people that were going through what I was going through would terminate. Um, and then the other two doctors just kind of insinuated. They never actually said it. But of course, that was never an option because that was my baby. And um, we had a lot of ups and downs during the pregnancy, but I actually was able to, I resealed. And though my amniotic fluid was low, I was able to carry him until 30 weeks. And he was born, and um, they had told me whenever we, whenever my water broke, that there was pretty much no chance at all for him to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if some, by some chance, that he was able to be born, he would likely die at birth because he wouldn't able to be able to breathe um, because we need that amniotic fluid to help our lungs develop, and then. Um, they did say that if by even a lesser chance he could breathe and live, that he would likely be severely disabled and require years of painful physical therapy to even be able to use his extremities. Um, I want to tell you that he's five years old and he runs around like every other little kid that you you, you would never even know anything was ever wrong. And the only lung issues he's even got now is asthma. Mm-hmm. And it, 
sorry. It's just amazing. And whenever I was pregnant with him, we chose the name Titus because we knew if he was going to make it, he would need a good, strong name to help him fight. And so we chose Titus out of the Bible, mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. name is Titus. Wow. Wow. You don't ever have to apologize, Jennifer, for getting emotional. You are a really amazing mom. Titus is so blessed to have you. Um, You're blessed to have him. And he's here for a reason. I do believe he's a walking, talking miracle. And through faith and through God's providence, um, you're going to see, I believe, um, in my personal opinion, great things from from your little five-year-old. I'm sure you're seeing it now. And you're probably marveling at everything he does. And God bless you. I think this is amazing. But these stories can't just stay here on Take Two. I know this is a worldwide platform, but this is a a live episode. Maybe you could put down these stories for family, for friends, for the whole world. But these stories need to be told. And Titus's story is pretty amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Praise God. It really is. And I, I want to tell you happy early birthday, too. I'm sorry I didn't Aww. start with that. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're a as great As long as you mom. get it in somewhere there, Jennifer. Debbie's happy. Yeah. As long as you get it in the month of November, I'm happy, Jennifer. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But I, we you. would love, to, if you feel comfortable, we would love to see a picture of you and Titus. I, we would love to, if you can email us. We just, I'm very visual, Jennifer, and I would just love to squeeze them through the photograph if I could. I sure will. Okay, cool. It's I'll email two. it as soon as I get off the phone. Oh, good, good. And then tell him we're squeezing him, okay? It's take two at EWTN.com. All right, I'll sure send it. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, Jennifer. God bless you. Wow, these are amazing stories. These give you such hope, such hope. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of people listening. This is how the show works, you guys. When you call in and share your amazing, profound, even miraculous lived experiences, there are people who are maybe in, in, in a place where you were at the time of your your walking, talking miracle took place, and they're now going to be buoyed by your story and realize that there is hope for them. So uh, you're doing an amazing thing. You're doing way more than just calling into a radio talk show. You are really blessing and edifying your fellow listeners, and we're going to hear more in just a moment. I want to mention first, though, that EWTN News In Depth is with Monsi Alvarado Friday nights at 8 Eastern Time on EWTN Radio and Television. It is a roundtable discussion series with in-depth interviews unapologetically examining and analyzing important issues, news, and events from an authentically Catholic perspective. EWTN News In Depth with Monsi Alvarado Friday night, 8 Eastern Time, only right here on EWTN Radio and television. Mm-hmm. Great show. I love that show. Okay, Tim in Westminster, Colorado on Catholic Radio Network. Hi, Tim. You're up next on Take Two. Hey, Debbie. Thank you for taking my call. I've called in before. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the story today, though, is about me. Just picture this. I'm four years old. We're in a second-floor apartment with a with stairs that go down into the basement, and I fell out of the window. There is no possible explanation of why I am talking to you at this moment than to, it's by the grace of God. And um, God, knew, God knew the plan. I fulfilled the plan. Mm-hmm. I have 16 grandkids, 10 great-grandkids, 
and this is growing. And um, I am so happy that my was my part of that whole plan was to marry my wife Mary. Her life began as a premature girl who fit inside of a shoebox. And just picture a shoebox and her. She was in that shoebox, and her mother put her into the kitchen. Where you know, she had the uh, the heat that she could do. So both of us. She's now in heaven. She passed away two years ago. But both of us are were miracles. I'm the living miracle. She was a miracle. And I just know in my own heart that God has a plan. Debbie, you mentioned that earlier. God definitely has a plan. I don't understand it. But I do know that he must have looked and said, Tim, Mary, you are going to live because I have a plan for you that that is going to be unbelievable. You know, with the family that started with two, and I just gave you the statistics of all of the my uh, great my grandkids and great grandkids. And I think I'm going to send you both a picture of that was taken uh, before Mary passed away, mm-hmm. and it's going to show you a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I just I just know, and as you know, I don't know what what I could tell other people, but just just pray that God is in your life, and God is taking care of us, and He never stops doing that. And I'm just so gr- grateful, grateful, I can't use another word, but say grateful about what He did for me and my wife Mary to keep us alive, because He had a plan, mm-hmm. and it fulfilled. He fulfilled that plan through our lives. I just celebrated my 80th birthday in August, so four years old falling out of the window, no explanation of how I should have survived. And I lived, I'm now over 80 years old, that he had a plan for me. So I want to just give praise mm-hmm. and glory and honor to our Lord, to our Father, to God, for his, the plan that he has for each one of us. Mm-hmm. And that's Amen. my story. Amen. And you're sticking to it. you yeah, got to stick to that beautiful story. Definitely. May I may I go first real quickly, yeah, sure. Jerry? Okay, Tim. First, first, I just want to say this is just my my dorky sense of humor. I just I I love God so much, and you just have to imagine He has this incredible sense of humor. And I'm just picturing this little boy at four years old falling out of the window, and God saying, "No, no, no, Tim, 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 you can't get out of this world that easily. I got a big plan for you, and a big plan and a family, and the plan's got to continue. We got to keep you alive. You got to stay living." And I just, and I chuckle at that. And I burst into tears when you shared the legacy of you and Mary and your beautiful family. I, we would totally honor, we would feel so honored to have um, the, the um, picture of your uh, glorious, big, uh, praise God family. And if you could send it to take two at EWTN.com. And I just want to say, Tim, I know you probably have done this already, but you being the patriarch of this big family and on behalf of your beautiful wife, Mary, um, I think you should sit the family down and tell them this story or write this story down and just connect all the dots for them that everybody was meant to be here. And it was all part of the plan and had, you know, their grandparents uh, not made it to this world. They wouldn't be sitting here listening to the story. And so and I just think it's incredible. I burst into tears hearing your story. I love your story. I'm glad you shared it with us. Um, wow. Jerry? 
Well, all I can add to that is it reminds me of Acts chapter 20, where Paul raised back to life the little boy that fell out of the, the window mm-hmm. a, a couple stories up. So um, his name was, uh, let's see, Eutychus or Eutychus. So, Tim, you're in, you're in good company there. <laughs> I like that. Jerry, and that was Acts 20. What was the rest of it? Acts verse 20, around around verse 9. Yeah, but just read the first, um, I don't know, 10 or 12 verses of Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, uh, both of you, I just really thank you for honoring me and allowing me to tell the story. I just think it's it's something that I wanted to say. Um, Not everyone has an experience like I do, but I just know that that uh, when when babies are in the mother's womb, and just just pray, just pray to God because God does have a plan for each and every one of them. I firmly believe that, and mm-hmm. we just need to become involved in that. And um, I've called you before about my grandson Benjamin who lived for three days, and mm-hmm. I talked about how that all took place. And um, you know, God is in my family. I, I'm telling you, He is. So, he is right. so involved in my family, and I, uh, I can't thank him enough uh, for all the things that he has done for us. Mm. And praise, I want to praise him and uh, thank him for all of the miracles that we've had in my family's life. And um, I just hope that people take this, you know, this story, and and just realize that God has a plan, and pray for that plan to take fruition. Don't give up. We just can't give give up. up. Don't give up. Amen. Never, Mm -hmm. Tim. Bless you, brother. Thank you so much. You've touched a lot of hearts today, Mm -hmm. Tim. Thank you for that. I just want to mention quickly, uh, Ann sent an email to take two at EWTN.com. My daughter Teresa is a miracle. At home, I had an abruption two weeks before her due date. I was taken by ambulance to the hospital. Her heart rate was in the 20s beats per minute. An emergency C-section was done. If she survived, we expected some brain damage for lack of oxygen. She had nothing wrong with her. The doctor and nurses called her the miracle baby. She's now 27 years old, works as a surgical technician in a children's hospital. She's married and just had her first baby two months ago. Oh, Oh, that is amazing. Beautiful. Thank you, Ann, for sharing that. Wow. Do we have time for John's story? Yeah, we sure do. Okay, John in Dodge City, Kansas on Sacred Heart Radio. John, we have we tried to squeeze you in. You take it away. Okay. Um, I'm married to a woman that when she was two years old, uh, she had polio. We lived in Detroit. Anyway, uh, and uh, she couldn't use her right hand. She arm. She couldn't even lift it up. And about a year later, the, uh, her mom and dad took her to see Father Solanas Casey, uh, and he, uh, he saw her and he blessed her, and she has partial use of her hand and arm now that she would have never had, we believe, before. And uh, we just thank God for that, and she's, she's my walking miracle. So, yeah, that's my story. Wow. Beautiful. Did you uh, did you give her your wife's name, John? I don't. If I may not have caught it. If you did, do you, if you want to give us Susan? Okay. Susan. Well, beautiful. God, God bless you, John. We're so we're glad we got you in on that and another amazing miracle, walking, talking miracle. As a matter of fact, we're going to go to Mary in Atlanta. And Mary, we literally have about two minutes, but we're happy to be able to get you on as well. How are you? 
Fine. Um, I'll give you a quick, shortened version. Okay, this sure. happened in, in September of this year, so uh, just two months ago. My uh, granddaughter is a college senior, and on a Friday afternoon, she noticed that her heart was beating and so rapidly, and she had her roommate take her to um, the doctor, one of the doc-in-the-boxes. Her heart rate was at 239 beats per minute. Oh. So they rushed her, yes, immediately to a cardiac hospital in her in the town where she was in college. And the cardiologist, you know, started running tests. Well, this is a Friday. So Saturday we had uh, the church that we attend is dedicated to Mary. So we had all the masses Saturday and Sunday said for her. On Monday and Tuesday, by Tuesday, everything was going as bad as could go. And on Tuesday, the doctors decided that they needed to airlift her to a, to a hospital in Houston, Texas. And they said, we think that she is on course for a heart transplant. That's how bad it had gotten. So the doctors in Houston, the cardiologist in Houston, said, okay, Wednesday morning we want you to run some tests. When we get the test results and she flies in on Houston in the afternoon, on Wednesday afternoon, we will be ready to do whatever has to be done. So they ran tests on Wednesday morning. The cardiologist came in to see her parents, and they said, we don't know what's going on. We cannot explain this. We've been talking to the cardiologist in Houston, and her heart is perfectly normal, and we're sending her home. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Praise God. Mary, I know there were probably a lot more details to that that you wanted to share, but... For the sake of time, we just couldn't, uh, you know, get Amazing. to any more of that. But that yeah. still, we're still so grateful, so grateful to hear that. And mm -hmm. Emily Amazing. in Columbus, Emily Praise wanted God. to uh, to say, we won't get to you, Emily. But she said, Ohio, do not despair or become despondent. The miracle will come. So mm. we pray for that. And yes, definitely. Debbie, this is uh, wow. All we can say about a show like this. I love the Take Two family. You guys are amazing. You're deep. You go really, really strong with God. Uh, you're incredible. We, we sit in awe of you. We, we love you guys so very, very much. Tomorrow's show, we're talking about great places to grow up. Great places to grow up. Yes, I will be talking about the Garden State where I grew up in New Jersey. It is and a great place. And it's my birthday. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again to the show team today. It was Ace, our producer, Matt on the phones, Michael McCall on social media. Thank you, affiliates, for carrying the show. All of you have a beautiful and blessed day. Pray for us. We always pray for you. And we ask St. Joseph pray for us as well. God bless. <laughs>